Welcome y'all to the Black Hoof Saloon, a Wild West Exodus podcast. Mosey on up to the bar and get yourself a bottle of fire water or a glass of sarsaparilla and listen to some good old yarns about adventures of law dogs, outlaws, and weird creatures. So set a spell, water your ride or your rider, and get ready to tune up your posses. This is the Black Hoof Saloon. All right, howdy, 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 buckaroos. This is Eric back with you from the Black Hoof Saloon podcast, and I am with Brian, as always. Say howdy, Brian. Howdy. Good to hear from you guys again. Good to see everybody. So it is the new year. We're starting our new projects and whatnot. And just recently, Brian was a guest on a certain podcast from our friends, the Markov dossier i think i'm saying that right brain with sam and scott uh and you guys were going over they they did a thing a little bit different from last year with uh the golden war host where they kind of go uh in a review of the past year and this year they did like a top five picks for a bunch of us uh war host and what was your number one brian do you remember what your number one is even though I was just busting your chops a little bit just before we hit record about you did six. You cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's because there's so many good ones that you, it's hard to to narrow it down, right? To just like a couple picks. I mean, I, I sent in a little recording for them for the show and I had a hard time, you know, narrowing it down. So I decided to, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep it big and broad <laughs> for my recording. So um, if you guys didn't listen to that, go over to their podcast check it out give them a little shout out uh, i think it's their most recent one as we're recording in january for it and uh yeah you guys just went over all the cool stuff that work cradle released but brian do you remember what your number one was uh we can kind of rehash it here a little bit oh. i mean i i know my number one was probably i mean i named a couple that i was excited about getting but i think my number one has to be the new set the new third edition two-player set um yeah, it may have been the, the Nikamata, the, the, uh, that, that was just, I think those. it was actually, you were, you've been jazzed about that ever since they first teased that, what, like four years ago. Yeah. That was like early. That was like early war cradle at the conventions. They yeah. Were, it was right when they, they got the license, right. Yeah. That first year. Right. Well, so it was those sketches, I think were, were teased way back when War Creator was first taking things over. So it, yeah. it was, I know that they, they were changed a little bit with dystopian wars being merged with Wild West Exodus fluff wise, mm -hmm. but yeah, they, they were, they were very long, long in coming. So uh, them finally hitting the table and then shortly after getting a legendary version, that was, yeah, that was really, <laughs> that was really cool. And then, well, uh, they were tapping into our '80s childhood there, because I think at that same time they teased the uh, the the Ghostbusters, basically, right? Um, no, I don't. Those weren't teased during that time. That, they weren't. Those okay. Much later, yeah, that that was much later. These were teased with uh, a lot of Warrior Nation. It was basically like Warrior Nation from around the world. And yeah, and I thought Aztec, yeah, like, golems that were like spirit golems and stuff. So. That, that it's how far back it went. It was 
definitely like a, a lot earlier than the, the first tease of some Ghostbuster. Uh, yeah. Soldiers. Yeah. I, I kind of remember at, I think it was one of the Gen Cons that they were at talking to Stuart and Stuart was kind of talking about a little bit of the backstory, you know, of their ideas for the warrior nation and having, you know, your different, I guess you'd call it tribes from around the right. world. And it was just such a neat concept that to have these indigenous people from certain different places around the world and uh, how they're kind of the same, but very different and right. kind of their look and what they do and stuff. Uh, I, I thought that was a fantastic fluff idea to, and then that was early when they were starting to kind of branch out from the wild west you know we started seeing glimpses of the dystopian wars before or dystopian age before it was dystopian age you know different places around the world and it just kind of you you hear stories like that from Stuart and chris and them and at war cradle and your your mind just kind of just starts smoking a little bit of the possibilities of <laughs> you know what could what could be out there that we just they haven't thought of yet and we haven't seen right so yeah that was definitely a neat one and um sadly i do not have that posse set yet i never got that one i ended up getting the soul hunters before them right i got a really good deal on the soul hunters they, they were released before the nekamata and i got really lucky i got a really good price on them with one of the uh i guess ebay stores Okay. Yeah. You go on eBay. There's a lot of different stores selling posses on there. Um, and if you're diligent, you can probably find a pretty good deal. Yeah. He, he was, he had a pretty good deal on that. And I think that's also where I got the death from above. Okay. And, you know, just a, really, had a little nice little discount, not like too crazy, but it was a little cheaper than having to order it overseas. And then shortly after that, discovered gadzooks and they started carrying a lot of the stuff yeah and they they have pretty fast shipping i mean i'm closer to them than you so that may be they just have to go around the lake for me right. uh, <laughs> a little bit further for you but in general they've had and i think they just go through his normal post office don't they so it wasn't that bad of shipping Oh yeah, shipping costs, and if you hit over a certain amount, it's free shipping. That's right. Um, yeah, I like when uh, stores do that, like Miniature Market. I <laughs> always, always buying more there because it's like, oh, I'm gonna get that free shipping. <laughs> right, and seeing with that 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 whoever the eBay vendor that I get from, he he was doing free shipping, so it was just like a really neat way of getting some of these older sets. And I didn't, I don't think I got the Soul Hunters like immediately. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit, a couple of months later, and they, I saw it, the, he had the best price at the time. So I was like, oh, grab it. It's a pretty good price. But yeah, I think I bought a Thunder Thunderbird. I think I got from Gadsden. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to get another one of those. Um, I'm not a big Warrior Nation player. I've played them, you know, maybe a handful of times. I have uh, a bunch of the the original models from outlaw. And then I got some of the new ones just so I could kind of field something, you know, halfway fun to play. Right. But I think that's partly why I haven't got them yet. Cause they just, I know they probably want to get any play, but uh, model wise, I I'd like, you know, I'd have fun building them and stuff. Right. That's, that's mainly why I got them. They're just yeah. they're really cool models. Yeah. They're, 
I think just every set it seems they put out just gets better and better with the uh, whether it's plastic or resin. The detail level just it's like they keep raising that bar, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what's next because the plastics and the retribution set have just been stunningly amazing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean we're gonna we're gonna touch in on some of the stuff that's coming out now and what's on pre-order. And I'm, you know, excited to talk about that in our news segment and, you know, talk about what possibly could be coming, um, what we kind of speculate, I guess, because there's a lot of stuff that there, there's still stuff floating out there that are pretty popular wants and stuff. So we'll see. Also, besides some exciting news for this episode, we have a little giveaway that we're doing from our December unboxing we did of the Gubbin. So one of you listeners that went and commented on that, we are going to be giving away a Gubbin set, but you're going to have to keep listening. We're going to do that later in the episode. I have no clue how long we've been babbling. (laughs) I forgot to start the timer. (laughs) Brian, was there anything more we want to talk about? I know lately, both of us, not just me, but both of us have been guilty of giving a certain, uh, shall we say, platform online that starts with a K, ends in a starter. <laughs> like they, we've been pretty bad about giving them all our money lately. Um, and yeah, let's just say both kind of excited. Simon <laughs> has definitely. Up their game in the last six months, right? Oh my god! And so now, why can't they just space these out a little bit more? I don't know. It was like they had just—I remember—we both kind of like eyeballed the deader. uh, Was it dead or alive? Dead or alive? Yep. The the western zombie side. Western zombie side, and of course, because we're in Wild West Exodus, we saw a little bit of a crossover. Yeah. You know, especially with their first expansion, which was Steampunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Those so are it was all like, going to be civilians. I think that's when I saw it, and I was like, I, I, have you seen this? <laughs> oh, I can totally see your saloon inhabiting, you know, half of those those models that come in that. You know, they could yeah. be just bystanders. Bystanders, uh, you know, they can be in civilian, you know, used as civilian unions. But then they had uh, one of the other add-ons were mounted units oh yeah that's right horses unmounted horses yeah yeah so it was like that's one kind of model i don't have is just live horses on a on a donkey (laughs) yeah that (laughs) one's gonna be a neat one i like that one that's that's unique yeah so like they had a bunch of probably a little too big and then i mean we I, i think the pledge manager file was just in our hands when Simon's like, oh, hey, you know, Netflix did some He-Man stuff. So boom, here's a He-Man game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it's like all suddenly He-Man's everywhere. Netflix and uh, there's new toy lines. Now, last time I was in Target, I was like, what's this? It's like a totally yeah, new I toy was, line. I was literally about to buy the, what, Mega Blocks Lego He-Man Castle Grayskull. Yeah. You know, I think it might be his anniversary. It must have originally came out 
from Mattel in 82. If I, you know, but it was like, boom, here's, here's a miniature version and a bunch of miniatures. And I was like, Oh, that <laughs> I I think I need that. <laughs> I can paint that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! And, you know, now I think the zombie side that are alive, like like watching it grow and unlocks, were I think more entertaining than the He Man one. Why? Because while while that He Man was going, it was kept, it was constantly. No, you gotta release this guy, and they and <laughs> there's a lot of, and that's the thing with that one. There's that fan base, you know, because right. it's an like, IP, and they and they didn't release Rio was it Rio Blaster the they didn't release the cowboy guy. No, no, they did it. And it was like that's oh, that was the one I was hoping they would release because then we could use him in Wild Sexes, but you know it was. <laughs> No, but instead we got we got little tiny clones of He-Man and Skeletor. Okay? Yeah, that's I don't get that. I don't. <laughs> and get we that. haven't. I, did you did you already do your pledge? Uh, do the pledge manager for that one? Because I have we have till February fifteenth. No. Yeah, we and have I've a couple more like, weeks. <laughs> I've been coasting because I was like, because now there's another Simon Kickstarter, right? That's halfway oh my through. It's, it's what sixteen days of. Yeah, this one this really it's it's really tapping into my junkie. It's not only is it zombies, you know, with the zombicide board game, but it's Marvel zombies. And I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> they, they couldn't yeah. find any two and things the, anymore that I'm interested in and smash them together, right? And they up the game in the models, right? So yeah, typically all the bases are just uh, like the flat bases, right? Yeah. Zombie is a custom, super detailed base, which They're is like, really cool because yeah. so it's like mini statues. Yeah, every yeah, that's how I would describe them. Little statues is a mini statue, and it's uh, but okay. So, but when they first teased it, well, how did they tease it? They actually sent a couple of models out to some painters, and you know, like I know Shoshi received yep. one. Yep, and she I, painted up. She did a video. Go check out her video. It's pretty amazing. But it wasn't just a little model, right? It was like a two foot tall Galactus. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know if they're the, calling it a mega instead of a mini, but the yeah, world devouring platform he stands on, and it's huge. It's two feet tall. Yeah, it's it's similar to if you guys remember the Cthulhu one they did a couple of years ago. It's it's just as big. It's a statue basically it, it it's galactus and i think his he even has like a palm outstretched yeah and the regular sized minis that you know 28 millimeter millimeter mini can stand in the palm yeah that's and and you can change them from normal to zombie you can switch out his head in his hand to where it's yeah all zombified and have a zombie right. galactus and i'm like holy cow so, so that was like the big teaser yeah. And then the, when the game releases, it's it's the switch. It's this gameplay is you the the player models aren't survivors. They're the zombie superhero. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to devour the humans basically in the game. <laughs> right. So like the normal I guess what the like the little normal zombies that you would get like 36 in the box 
aren't zombies. They're shield agents. Which is kind of neat. <laughs> I like that actually. Yeah. And they're, but they're human. They're, their food <laughs> then the uh the runners are that's cool right and then and then there are superheroes that aren't zombies yet and those are basically what you would consider as abomination so yeah. it's basically like this switcheroo and how most zombie side games are played is you're playing super heroic zombies and you are to devour the things on the board it, it that's it it's a neat twist on how to play yeah yeah, and, it is a neat twist. So the question is, how how deep did you go? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like okay, we're, so typically. <laughs> it seems like both of us have been back in a lot of the same stuff, right, right? Because I went pretty big into Dead or Alive, mm-hmm. I had to I have to wait until the end of the pledge manner manager to really finalize my jump in for He Man. So I haven't quite decided on how much to go into he-man because now i've got a zombie side to, to wager like okay well wait a minute do i go big in he-man or would i go conservative yeah, that's the um, tough part right and my wife knowing that if i delay going big into marvel until the end of that pledge manager she'd be okay with i if i do both so i'm like i might just uh but see the he-man pledge has terrain that i want mm. so it's like actual 3d plastic terrain which i i you know there's a little bit of a crossover it's wacky enough that it would it would fit with like star wars legion so i'm like yeah i might uh so that <laughs> that's that's hard <laughs> that's man yeah but I, i'm i'm thinking of not getting galactus because wow. it's so much more expensive it on is shipping expensive shipping, yeah and shipping's it nuts jumps like a 50 50 to 60 dollar increase just on shipping yeah for just just to add him so i i don't, I don't know i might well, as as somebody I might just can, go with i could say as somebody that passed up an opportunity similar to that you know with the cthulhu i i so wanted that big cthulhu and i was like no nah, i can't spend that much i can't spend that much and my you buddy got that much. Yeah, my buddy got one. So I saw it in the flesh. I got to touch them and caress them and all that. I'm just like, oh my God, this is cool. <laughs> and I kicked myself for not doing it. But it was probably a smart thing, you know, realistically, to not get that big plastic thing. Cause what am I gonna do? It's gonna put it on a shelf, it's gonna collect dust. Yeah, I may paint it. That that's kind of what I'm thinking with Galactus is paint it. So yeah, if you guys couldn't guess <laughs> day one all in <laughs> right so what's the first expansion box right yeah yeah and i, I think that's kind of neat it's not just a statue it's it's a game piece you know it's you can play with it in as part of the game you know it's its own scenario so we'll see i don't know what i'm gonna do because right. it's there's, it's and still then- going we still got some time i don't know for that one how deep i'm gonna go because they they're starting all those add-ons right now. And it's just like, Oh my God, right. there's so like the 50, first, 50, 50, another game expansion. They added the X-Men and yeah. that box gives you the ability. It gives you the rules on how to play a heroic version of the zombie. Game. Yeah. You can play the right. uninfected basically. Right. So you, you, without that box, you don't have the rules to be able to play the superheroes as your player care. Yeah. You, you would stop playing just zombies. And it's it's it has the game tiles of the X Mansion, which is 
cool. You know, we're both that was kind of a sure X-Men. thing for me. I, I didn't even yeah. bat an eye for that. So yeah, that's an Insta ad. And then some of the other things they've added is what they added a Avengers heavy Hydra set. Yep. Yep. Where it comes with the red skull and the aim agents that he bring in are actually zombies. That's kind of neat. But he I can think see he's still in control of them because he's got the blue cube, whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever. MacGuffin they, added, they, have they added Fantastic Four. So there's, there's a, a Fantastic set. Four ad. And that's the tough one for me because I'm a Doctor Doom fan. So what what else? Uh, the Guardians of Galaxy. Guardians, that's right. A galaxy. And they kind of have to even split on uh, if they're a zombie or if they're a superhero. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some of the exclusive ads to the that box give you their reverse. Yeah. And then... Some of the stretch goals have been giving us the reverses as well. So you can play both uninfected or infected just based on, you know, which is cool. It's a lot of variety, right? Right. Uh, some of the recent unlocks, they have a lot of unlocks they, they've been doing. They, they're actually doing two dailies, an evening and a morning. They call the like Daily that. Bugle, where, you know, they release an, another model. Some of them have been bystanders, which are some of your secondary characters uh that's a, that's a neat new mechanic too if you rescue them you get some kind of buff which is kind of neat right or if you eat one you get a buff <laughs> <laughs> gee i think i know which way you're gonna be playing this game <laughs> a bit of both uh you know my daughter is actually really excited about it because that's cool you know, that's she, cool yeah you know, so i might even enlist her help to paint because she's my artsy one but yeah uh, this would be a fun one to paint. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of neat things. We've got two Moon Knight figures, and both of them are just really yeah. cool looking figures. And I think they just His zombie um, one as mummies. Yeah, they just unlocked the uh, around him. I think Blade just got unlocked. The Phoenix one looks that blew my mind when I saw that. Right. So Iceman and Phoenix have clear what appears to be clear plastic yeah ads. that's kind of cool so iceman is all clear plastic yeah just give him a wash and you're done right yeah that's something different that they, i haven't seen them do then the phoenix has the the gene her she has the orange plastic you know phoenix effect it looks really wicked yeah yeah, I, I like the zombie version of her, too. It's just, uh, instead of flames around her, it's all like skeletons and corpses and stuff. I'm just like, man, that is just morbid and cool at the same time. <laughs> that could be a thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then they have an artist box where, you know, they typically enlist a, a sculptor to come up with some, you know, different looks. And so they had couple of neat little things in that yeah yeah if you want old man logan he's in that box so. yeah both old man logan and old man hawkeye are in that yeah. box yeah that's kind of cool and then um, they have a, a, a one of the coolest looking models in the whole line which is kind of unexpected I, I guess i missed this comic book but they have a bullseye oh yeah it's from daredevil it's his no, art this one is the bullseye that looks like oh I mean, yeah, I know it's, what you want. Special thing. He's like, yeah, Marsh, Marshall Bullseye like, yeah. or whatever he, they call yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, he's got a couple of sigh in his hands and he's like kind of doing the come at me bro pose. And, yeah, I don't know what story I mean, line that one was from, but 
I was like, whoa. He looked cool. I was like, oh, dude, this is, that's a weird. He had a big curly mustache, didn't he? I'm like, he could put that right in the wild wild west if you wanted. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, this is a kind that's of. That's right, all, man. It looks cool. I was liking it. All those minis, you can and, use them and whatever. Like all those bystanders and stuff. Like we mentioned the 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 Western Zombicide. Man, all those models are going to be multi-use somewhere. Right. So. Well, um, I mean, remember we last time we we were talking about you know other games we're interested in and and you you and Tom went into the uh, you know Marvel Crisis. Yeah. And. You know, this game is going to, I could use these in Marvel Crisis. They're roughly the same scale. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, if you. All if, I have to do is just get the, the stuff to make, play the game, and I, I won't <laughs> need to buy any any kits or anything, because <laughs> I'll have, from one little kick and boogle, I'll have all, all the Marvel guys I'd want. <laughs> yeah, just prox- <laughs> proxy them all in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's still a few that we haven't seen yet. So, uh, I mean, I haven't seen Banshee. There's no Angel yet. No, we uh, got we need a Nightcrawler. Five days. Not in. I think five days yeah. is what we got left. So, who knows? We'll see what we see. You know, you know, this very similar to the uh, the other Marvel game they did with the Chibis. I remember when that one was going, and a lot of people are like, "Where's this character? Where's that character?" And I mean, there's so many Marvel characters that you could. You can't squeeze them all in these games, especially when they're only doing 15 day campaigns and it's too hard to get everybody's favorites. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. There's what, seven days left? I think it's less than that, actually. Could be. Yeah. So six, maybe let's just go with like five days. Yeah. That's at least 10 more models that have nothing to do with the stretch. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure we'll get more add-ons because <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. They'll they'll have a little live stream later in the week and they'll announce another add-on. Well, but, I can see them doing an add-on. There's a few groups that haven't had their show up, but yeah, you know, Alpha Flight, you know, uh, the New Mutants. Yeah, there's none of them in there yet. You know, X Force. You know, we haven't seen Cable yet. No, um, that's right. So I can I can see all of those being in reserve again, for other kicks, you know, because mm-hmm. they've been getting a pretty good kick every time they release one of these $40 add-ons. So I can, that's at least three that I know that they could probably, you know, bounce in there and it calls a ripple, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go look and see what it is. We're, we're going on and on about Kickstarter here, and, <laughs> but you, can you tell we're excited <laughs> right, about we, these uh, emails today? <laughs> holy cow. I got to wait for it to quit updating. The numbers are flying by. Uh, so it's, <laughs> It's over five right now, five million. It's two fifty-five. It's it's up there. Four um, days, four days to go. So, yeah. If if you guys, if any of our rambling here sounds interesting, go check it out. You know, we're we're comic book guys, so of course this is going to tap into, you know, our interest. And you know, we mentioned we started on talking about the Wild West Zombicide just because we want to use this stuff in. <laughs> other games and then we get down to this into this one but yeah they they're they're good at tapping into that that junkie for me and taking my money <laughs> yeah begging or pleading uh, maybe a little bit of praying i didn't even the- bat an eye i didn't even <laughs> bat an eye man when they started as say okay i just looked at my wife and said Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. Yep. Happy 
Groundhog's Day. Yeah, We're going to just go. throw them all in there. Right? Throw them all in there to cover all the bases. Heck and yeah. Just hopefully Simon isn't just waiting to drop their G.I. Joe campaign because then Tom <laughs> would be right on with us. <laughs> Tom would lose his his stuff, man. I've been mean. I got to ask him if he if he's checked into the role playing role play book that they have. I, I think it's I want to say Renegade put it out. Yeah, yeah. I, he already he pinged me. I don't know if he did it in the group chat no. or he pinged me privately. He was like, Are you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly told him that I, I considered buying that book. <laughs> I'm kind of waiting to see. Um, uh, Marvel's got uh, an RPG coming out and check it out to see if it's any different from the the old one, the 80s one that TSR put out. Um, I know it's a completely yeah, played, new system. We played that quite a bit in college. So I'm curious to see how how that one is going to be. And um, man, there's too many games, Brian. There's too many games. I can't keep up with them all. And well, you, I'm not you, getting you, anywhere you to play any model. of this stuff, you know? Right. But it's not all about playing. No. Yeah. It's just enjoying it, right? Reading the fluff and Reading backstory the fluff, and stuff. Painting. painting. Yeah. Yeah. That's about that. That's that's what the whole gaming hobby is all about. Um, is it's not necessarily about playing the game, but just enjoying the, I guess, the world, whatever game it is that you're in. That's why we're hooked on, you know, some of these because we just we love that this world that they created. So, right. well, I think we've gone on enough in this intro, Brian. Today we are gonna continue our faction handbook discussions that we just started with the new third edition that recently came out back in november and i think today we're gonna jump into a faction that you're a little partial to so let's go ahead and get into that okay today on the uh, main part of our show, we're going to be going over the next handbook in our series of us covering these, and we're going to cover the lawmen today. We're going to take a look at the document that is the faction handbook and go over all the ins and outs of what you must have, may have. See, I like how I worked that in there, Brian, of the different posses you can build in the lawman. And Brian, uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Is there any special? Things like the beginning of these handbooks tend to have a little bit different requirements or uh, they, you know, they address different things that may be specific to the, uh, the different factions for the handbook. Um, right. Does lawmen have anything special that's a little bit different? Things they talk specifically about the posses, you know, especially since some some of the factions can do both you know, detachments and posses. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes there's some verbiage there you want to uh, just basically pay attention to. So, you know, each each force must include one or more posses. A posse is a group of units that are always led by a boss. Mm -hmm. There are a number of posses available to the lawmen, each with an array of units to choose from, and some even with additional rules or benefits. Uh, and then, it, then the handbook goes into like four bullets, and they're like kind of, bold print and posses are selected from the following composition rules. Each bullet point is self-contained. You cannot satisfy a requirement from a different bullet point in the composition rules. So it's basically saying that when you see the, the, the little 
bullets for that specific posse, they stand alone. Okay. So like you can't like pick one unit and and go, oh well, this one unit it can meet the requirements for all three of these bullets. Yeah. So I've met all three bullets. No, they 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 can only count for one of the bullets at a time. A posse may only ever include one one boss unit unless the posse composition specifically states. Otherwise, okay. that does come into play in a lawman faction. We'll get to it below. Or a posse. A posse cannot include a commander. It's just because that's the the delineation between bosses and commanders are basically whether they're military based or yeah, you know, uh, outlaw lawmen, wild west posse based. So yeah, you know, that's yeah. where you start seeing the changes in using those terms. The next thing is that up to half the units in a posse may have the support trait. So this is basically how the balance is affected, right? So in the old building system, each bullet was way more specific. Yeah. And it delayed when you can get certain types of units. Now that that doesn't really apply as much. They just, now you can only have that supports is up to half. So, you know, you're not going to have a full Thunderbird, uh, you know, posse. You know, you're going to have to bring some other stuff to balance off the fact that you are bringing the thunder chickens, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then each posse included in the force allows for a single angry mob unit or civilians unit to be included. These are considered friendly units but are not part of any posse. There is a little caveat to that. So each posse, and there's like a little in parentheses, but not detachment or the lynch mob posse. Mm-hmm. So basically it means that Detachments have different rules r- regarding angry mob and civilian units, and the lynch mob posse has different rules for itself, right? So, yeah, I don't really know the details on what detachments have versus the angry mob or civilian. It probably has something that will be listed in the union yeah. or the enlightened because they're they have detachments. But as far as here, when we get to the law, uh, the lynch mob posse, we're going to know what it is, and it's basically, yeah. Stern can bring as many of those damn things he wants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be detailed where you're not restricted to one, but you know, all other posses can bring a a single unit that is either a angry mob or civilian units. It's just basically, you know, something you add on. Yeah. You still have to pay for it, but it allows you to add it without it meeting the rest of the bullets of that. Yeah. It's like a, a little extra, yeah, I mean, you not even think of it like a bullet point. It's just an extra thing you can add in. Kind of how like they did the artifacts in the last version. Yeah, right? that's you know, true. You, every boss had had can bring one. That's right. That's right. All right. So those were the specifics just for the lawman. Uh, it's like a general overview. Uh, the first thing they have actually is the the faction posse, right? The lawman faction posse, which this is their their general posse that you can you can build that's themeless it's uh just a straightforward lawman posse right yeah and and this is the this is the actually the also the only posse that your underbosses are going to be able to bring right so some faces have the ability to act as a boss yeah that's uh, right and they won't necessarily have their own theme so Mm -hmm. they would be their only way to, to to join a force with is to bring a faction posse. So they say this is the most flexible and commonly deployed, but 
you know, if you're bringing a boss that has a theme, you're more than likely, if you can field it, you're going to bring the theme because it's just, it's cooler. It's, it's thematic. It fits with a narrative play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, let's go ahead and just discuss that. So it's very quick, very uh, easy to get to. The composition is you must include one boss with the lawman trait. That's easy. Boom. And you want to read the second one? Yeah. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and here's uh, one of the things we talk about with these these the faction list is uh, they say may or must. And this one is you may include up to a further four units with the lawman trait. That's pretty boom. Easy, right? That's it. Four units with lawman trait. And then, then it goes into the limitations. And the limitation for this is you may not include more than one of any unit. So when you're picking those four units that you're adding, they just all have to be different, right? Yeah. They have to be unique from themselves. So say you want to go hand heavy. Well, the lawmen have four different hand options. Yep. So you would just have to bring, you know, a, a group of each one. So yeah, uh, very doable, you know, especially if you have those, you have the ranger hand units and you have your deputy hand units, you bring a, you know, short range, long range, short range, long range of those, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. They just don't want you to spam all the long range. So you have a bunch of guys from shooting long, you right. know, far away. Um, yeah, <laughs> not very balanced, but right. pretty one-sided when it comes to fun. Um, yeah, that, that's actually the balance part of doing that is yeah. it, you're going to be bringing different units up to four. And, you know, that's it. And there's no bonus for bringing that posse again it's the basic there's really no reward for doing it but it allows you to be really a lot more flexible than yeah uh, some of the things so i mean this this kind of this kind of posse might go good with like say you do take something that's theme and you don't use up all your points and you have you know a couple more points left still well you can throw you know another boss in on this and maybe take another unit of hands or something, you know, just something a little bit extra, maybe to fill out your points and you right. get two bosses then. <laughs> right. Or you're playing off a synergy of a boss that you can bring in the lawman and he has certain benefits from bringing a hands unit, you know, such as like Jedrick, you can up underboss him and he's got a, an ability that kind of works with hands unit. Yeah. They weren't going to fit in the bullets for the main boss you brought. So you bring them separate and just bring one bullet. It's a full unit, you know. It's like him basically bringing his buddies, right? Yeah, 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 there you go. All right, so let's go. Two bullets and the second second bullet can be uh, 2020. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's his his buddy. So So let's start with the first. Yeah. So the first, uh, the first themed posse that we get is armored justice now is this one of your favorite ones i don't want i want you to do your favorite one uh i don't remember which one's your favorite one in the lawman brian it's the fourth one on the line all right so i'm good <laughs> i can start this one so armored justice posse so we'll start off with the composition and the bullet points so the first one is you must include morgan Earp as the posse boss so old uh Tom's favorite, right? Suspenders McGee. Yep, Suspenders McGee, or or you know, uh, Mech McGee. Yeah, see, and that's <laughs> where it's flexible. You can pick one or the other. It's not telling you regular or legendary, so you can kind of play around with the points a little bit there already. 
You want me it, to go? It has a number two must. Does it? Okay. Do you, do you want to just go back and forth, Brian? You want me to read the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, we can get through these a little quicker. We can just back and forth. So okay. the second must is must include two units with both the lawman and uh, automata trait. <laughs> so you have to have both those traits and they, you know, you could do two different units with that. Yep. And when, it, when they mean unit, they include a six model hand unit ver- or a face Indeed. unit, a yeah. one model face unit. So it, it, that's the flexibility is it's not getting that specific. So it'll gives you that, that ability to you know, again, put a lot of models on the table or you can keep it small. Yeah. Be a little more specialized if you want. So the third one is you may, so you don't have to, you may include a unit with the lawman trait. So this one's very broad. It's, it's telling you, you don't have to, to fill this out. As long as it has a lawman trait though, it can be any unit. Right. So it basically gives you the opportunity to bring in, that that guy that doesn't fit that automa, you know, yeah. theme, whether it's right? uh, like you said, whether it's a face, it could be hands, it could yeah, be like a support, bring, uh, you know, our favorite ad, Nakano. Yeah, she's she, got the lawman trait. trait. Boom, yeah. she's there, and you're adding something that's not the norm to this posse, but it does give you that uh, ability to fill a void in your skill set or you know, give you a plus one card with the, you know, treasure hunter or, you know, that's, gives you that that's a, that's a scary ad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one more, Brian. The, the next one is you may include up to further two units with lawman and automata trade. So it's very similar to this, this, you know, second bullet, which was add two. This is, you made add another two. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, you want to expand on the the um, the armored dudes. This is how you do it. Yep. Yep. And then they do have a limitation for this posse, which is you may not include more than two units with the canine sim simu simu. Man, I had it in my head. I had it. Simulacara trait. Why do they right. got to throw these these words at us? <laughs> you, you, you can't bring more than two canine gun dogs or slash attack dogs. So it, it, then this is this is a balance issue, right? Yeah. Um, the, the attack dogs and the gun dogs both have their niches where they're really really good for the point cost. So you know, don't try to bring four units of those. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's the thing you'll have to think about when you're looking at the bullet, the second bullet point and the fourth bullet point is what is these limitations? And I I like how it's just, it's straight out. It tells you, you know, so I, I think it's very uh, straightforward. Yeah, no, it's simple. I mean, they simplified the building. Yeah. Uh, Some of the key things to remember is because the bullets are less, it encourages you to think of another boss to bring. Yeah. Because it's very difficult to max out if you're going to be playing a decent sized game. Yeah, uh, you're you're more than likely going to have points to spare. So be thinking of a two two boss list, you know, which is is actually if you own as much of the faction as like some of us who've been playing a while. Well, yeah, you, you have all these different options, and it, it it's kind of neat. I mean, realistically, you want to play with all your toys, right? So uh, it's really geared towards that. So, and then this this armored posse, the armored justice posse has a bonus, which is at the start of each round, you may remove the disorder condition from any units in the posse 
with the automata trait within 10 inches of the posse boss. So that bonus is huge. Yeah, it is. I mean, as long as you don't get spread out, man, your guys are going to be fine. I mean, 10 inches on, say, a four by four board, that's quite a bit. I'm holding up uh, my little tape measure to see how big it is. And man, it's a 20 inch circle. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you know, you have, depending on how how big, how many, so you're going to have up to five different units that have, that may have the automata trait. Mm-hmm. And you know some of them are going to be in that bubble, and being able to discard that disorder condition at the start of each round—that's nice little. That's a nice little boom. Yeah, yeah. So let's look at our next one. The next one's dead or alive posse, and this posse. So now we didn't have this in the first one, but this posse may be included in a lawman, hex, or outlaw force. So this is like going along the lines you said you can. You know, take a second posse. Here you go. Right. This this will fit in three different factions as a second posse. In the composition, you start off with you must include Lilith Hart as the posse boss, and she is one bad bee. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, yeah, had yeah, to stop she, myself there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, well, using the the bee. Uh, see, most people think when you said she's a bad bee. You're thinking of like a, a word we probably shouldn't use too much in, in mixed company, but technically it's Boba. Yeah. 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 She's totally. He does kind of resemble uh, and we, a, we, a, a Star Wars universe. Yes. Uh, and we know, did do a breakdown of, of her in one of our, um, our showdowns. smoke wagon showdowns. Her yeah, against, yeah. Um, who did we face Helena? her up? La- Helena. Yeah. Helena, that's what it was. The two. <laughs> the two jetpack. Yeah. It was a jetpack joust. So, yeah, the little heart's awesome. So she she's the must bring. And then the second must of the group uh for this posse is must include five of the following: Broad Arrow Jack, Jim Peterson, Longtree, the Masked Marshal Jim McLean, Thomas Tate Tobin, and Jan the Wraith Packer. And now isn't almost all of those what can't come in her? Her box set. That is true. She, this is the box. So you, you know, this is very similar to the way that she, they, the posse build was in the last version. It's just now it's you know a little more flexible, right? Because the bullets they had, there were some specifics you had to take. You had to fill those bullets. Right. Yeah. This is you can bring. You must bring five. Five right? of the and six. Of the six. And then, of course, the May is you may bring the other one. <laughs> yeah. So you basically you can. They're telling you you don't have to bring that sixth one right. if you don't want to. So if you want that flexibility of not bringing one of those people, you know you're saving points to bring the second boss, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you can't bring the dead or alive posse unless she brings at least five of her go-to people. And, and a lot, a lot of that goes in with getting the bonus, right? So the the bonus in this is before the adventure begins, nominate an enemy posse or detachment once per round for the duration of their activation. Each unit in the posse may gain a point of fortune while within ten inches. Here we are again, ten inches of an enemy unit from the nominated posse or detachment. <laughs> if you get close to that nominated enemy. 
posse or detachment, your dudes are getting fortune. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's basically <laughs> Lilith is picking the target, and she's like, "Okay, boys, we're taking out." You know, yeah. just say they're you're 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 fighting the uh, outlaws, and Billy the Kid and Jesse James are the two bosses leading posses. You have to pick one, right? And you say, "Okay, Jesse James, he's got the most units on the board, so yeah. that that bonus will live longer, right?" And yeah. as you spread these guys out, as long as they're within ten inches of any enemy unit from that posse, they're picking up a, a, a little bit, a little gift. Yeah, you know? that and that yeah. can many times having a fortune could be huge. Right. Uh, whether it's re-rolling or uh, maybe you need that that fortune to boost one of your checks or something, you know. Right. And, and in the in the third version, there there's less fortune on many of our favorite, you know, yeah. face heroes. So this is they're very useful uh, yeah. for this posse, you know, because I mean that's a great bonus. But to offset that really awesome bonus, uh, you have to bring five of her buddies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't bring three. If you only want to bring three, you're going faction and no bonus. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the next one is another posse that can go with the hex, enlightened, and lawman. And that is the deadly seven. Okay. And let's see. You know what I find interesting for this as a lawman, too, is I don't know if you said this uh, outlaw, it can go in an outlaw force. Yeah. So. That's that's kind of interesting to me. Kind of like they're just hired hired thugs. <laughs> well, it's just the same as the dead dead or alive posse, you know. So they they basically play both sides of the law. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, the other posse was very much a merc- mercenary esque type group, and then the Deadly Seven is is kind of like the same. They you know they they're hired uh, misfits. Uh, they're just a different group of misfits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and their their first must competition is include Earl Shepard, and uh, those of you who uh, you've been st- sticking around the Wallace Exes long enough, they know that this is the 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 one that didn't fit in the Wayward Eight theme. So he's leading his own theme over here. Yep, and yeah, so I think I'm left off that they can go with the Enlightened too. So it's Lawman, Enlightened, Hex, or Outlaw. Okay, so yeah, they're adding the enlightened to this one. Okay, uh, the second one to go along with Earl is his his buddy, his pal. You must include Brutus, which is his mechanical dog that's a little bit different than the others. He's kind of, what his backstory is a little bit self-aware, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So the, there's like this common theme in Onomata is as the length of service, they begin to pick up traits that personalities and yeah and yeah they you know so there's a few that you you see in the game that they 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 kind of will start having little personality quirks um but brutus yeah brutus is uh basically earl shepherd's like bodyguard dog yep yep so the next it has one more must okay and you must include a further unit with the dead and say deadly seven trait so you have to pick one more guy out of the box basically to jump in with Shepard and Brutus. Okay. And then I like the last one is you may include up to a further five units with the deadly seven. So once again, we're seeing 
well, that's the rest of his box, right? Right, right. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, it's nothing worse than, you know, if we were limiting you to, to say only three, well, you got more units in that, that box that you're just not going to be able to take along yeah. with, the, with the group. So this is how they do that. It's like, well, you can bring as many of the other guys in the box as you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can bring worked. one and you can still get that bonus then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and, and right. So technically you get the bonus when you fulfill the musts, yeah. not the maze. Okay. So, right. So the, the, the bonus is, 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 is if you successfully bring the posse. <laughs> and the only way to successfully bring a posse is to make sure you hit the three musts. Um, I do think Chris uh, or Cradle mentioned that some bonuses give you certain traits and if the bonus gives you traits then it can help you clear the musts okay you still have to obtain all three musts but like say you you have a trait specific posse and that posse uh basically says um you have to bring so many of the these models with this certain trait but the bonus gives every model in the posse the trait mm-hmm to, you know, so kind of like allows you to pre-ordain a model, knowing you're going to get the trait to it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, it came up in uh, in the the uh, mini discussions uh, on the online. Someone mentioned, you know, well, how do you do this? Can you do that? And he had basically said, yeah. Once you started building the posse, it's it's assumed you're going to get the bonus, so it counts. Okay. Um, okay. So, so what's the-, the bonus for this one? The bonus is for the deadly seven. We fill up all those must is units in the posse may choose to count the guts bonus provided by a single adventure card played during their activation as being a plus one limit instead of the actual bonus printed on the card. So in a way that gives you what it gives you some flexibility with your adventure cards. Um, I like that. Um, Oh yeah, it's great. And it's not limited to, a 10 inch bubble. So it doesn't really matter. It's kind of, it kind of gives you the ability uh, if you want, you know, a little extra boost. Um, It's similar to how the, you know, the elite ability used to do where it gives you the chance to rewrite the plus one, whatever to a plus one action point. Well, this is really nice because i think there's a plus one limit i think there's one or yeah i think there's one one plus one limit adventure card so this gives you the ability to have as many as you want (laughs) yeah that's and that that's really nice um anything i i like anything that's like card mitigation because you know there's so many times during the game that you draw maybe just a bad hand that you just it's hard to work with well this gives you that that flexibility so i really like stuff like that right um okay so the next posse one of my favorite uh the infernal investigation posse uh this posse may be included in a lawman force or a union force so one of the rare ways of bringing a boss along in the unit a union force (laughs) yeah Yeah. everything else is going to be a detachment and uh, commanders so this composition starts with you must include elena miller uh, as the posse boss. Rakahu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this has got a lot of bullet points here. The second one is you must include two units with both the lawman and agent trait. So you got to have both those for the second bullet. 
right? So most of the people in the box, most of the units in the box uh, that comes with Helena have both. Yeah. And then the there's a couple others out there in the wild that also. Just a couple? <laughs> there's a couple. To have <laughs> both lawmen and agents. Yeah, that's true. Got to have so both. There's just a couple that have lawmen and agents. The next is a may, and it's you may include a unit with both the agent trait and either the union or lawman traits, or all three. Or all three. So yeah, there, that one. There's one model has all three. Okay. Okay. But you you can find something that's just agent and union, which there's plenty of those too. I right. mean, uh, that could be from Lincoln's. The Secret Service. Right, yeah. There's a you whole know? list of the Secret Service agents that, that all fit in here. Yeah. And then Carl Fredrickson from the, the new two-player retribution box, he has all three. Okay. <laughs> so he, he's one that can fill that Yeah, a nice ad. That'd be a real nice ad. Yeah. So then the next one is you may include up to a further four units with both the lawman and agent traits. So this is a may. Right. This allows you, if you want to bring the entire box, this gets you there. Yep. And then the last bullet is you may include up to one unit with the Union and K9 Simulcra trait. It basically gives you the ability to bring either some attack dogs or a unit of gun dogs. Gun ones. Yep. All right. And then we do have a limitation on this one. And it's only one, but they say you may not include a commander in this posse. Now they're saying that because, like, we've kind of mentioned before is you'll see commanders more with the union well what the they need that limitation listed here because of the the you may include both the agent trait and either or union or lawman or lawman right because there yeah. there is a commander that has those two traits so <laughs> yeah they're, they're, it's them trying to keep it this is a posse this is something right, right. that you're going so to you can't bring lincoln yeah, <laughs> you can bring some of his his agents he has, but yeah, you can't bring Lincoln. <laughs> Without just out and out saying it, no, you can't bring Lincoln. But that's basically what that that limitation is. Yeah. No, you can't bring Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> and the bonus, uh, if you you know you all you have to bring two extra units with Helena and get this bonus, units in this posse gain plus three for focused action checks rather than the usual plus two. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Plus three. All right. So let's move on to our next one. Now that we got Brian's favorite one out. Uh, <laughs> Lynch mob posse. So we mentioned this at the beginning of talking about this faction and that there was going to be something specific with it when it came to taking extra angry mob units. So Let's see what they got here. The composition. You must include Kingsley Stern as the posse boss. So Judge Stern is your go-to guy here. Right. And then the next bullet is you must include two angry mob units. So okay. and just, that's, that's a box set, right? That's his box set. Is that one unit yeah, or two? He comes with angry mob. He comes with, I think, 10 angry mob oh, that's, units yeah. or models. And then you have to be able to build out you're going to want to buy more but right now. You, I don't think you can buy the angry mob outside of that posse box, which no. hopefully we'll be able to get so you can get more without having a bunch of extra sterns laying around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to see some different uh, mob people too. Cause they, they 
really knocked that out of the park with coming out with characters. For oh, that angry mom. I love that box. And I, I think it's really kind of neat because we had a previous couple of civilian boxes. And yeah, they were just like a couple a models. Bit. So, all right. So the third so, one. Yeah, so here we go. The, the Now the key is when it says must include two angry mob units, mm-hmm. it technically allows for three because every posse can bring one. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't fit the bullets. So technically you're already at three. If you, if you need, if you want. Right. So the next one is you may include up to a further, Oh my gosh, six units. <laughs> That's a lot with deputy trait. And it says, including angry mob units if desired right and see it kind of goes with that what i mentioned about if you gain the trait from the bonus Mm -hmm. it applies to the bullets yeah so part of the bonus is the first part of the bonus is all angry mob units in the posse gain the deputy trait so that's why they put that little caveat is like oh this also means any of your angry mobs you can bring more angry mobs (laughs) up to Six more angry mob units. I know it's like six more. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, six plus three. <laughs> You're at nine angry mob units. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a lot of models. Right, and then the last bullet is you may include one unit with both the lawman and automata trait. So yeah, once again, if you wanted to bring some some puppy dogs, which I feel is. Always a go-to with filling out a lot of these posses and stuff. Um, it gives you some options, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we touched on the bonus a little bit already. All angry mob units in the posse gain the deputy trait, which we mentioned. And it also says all deputy units in the posse then may re-roll failed fight and morale checks. Say that again. That's, that's good. Uh, all deputy units... And the posse may re-roll failed fight and morale checks. Fight. They get to re-roll fight checks. Yeah. That's huge. Man, oh, man. All them pitchforks, you can re-roll them. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. We've already said you you must include up two angry mob units, and then you can include a further six more, and you're getting your freebie extra if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all re-rolling stuff. They're all deputies now and right, yeah. they can re-roll all that stuff. That's wow. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done the math on how, how, how expensive bringing, you know, yeah. nine angry mob units is man <laughs> or how, how much that's going to cost you to buy those models. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, uh, man, I, for, for the fun of it, I think I'd be proxying in some stuff like, you know, I, I have a ton of constructs that I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are mob people. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go to the next one. The next one is a, I know oh, a wait, fan. Before we do, there is yeah. another thing. You can bring deputies. That's true. Which includes the hands. Yeah. And now they're not big on actual f- having a good fight option except when they're using close combat mm-hmm. and now you get to re-roll all those fails from them close combat pistoleros and yeah and you know what they're they're probably a little a little bit better than the angry mob units because the angry yeah. mob units are just civilians right um you know they're not 
realistically trained, <laughs> you know, they're just riled up citizens of the town. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so the uh, next, yeah. we're ready for the next one. That this was a fan favorite. I remember when it came out, a lot of people were excited for it. Uh, and it's the Ranger Showboat Posse. And the reason that people were excited is right at the beginning of the composition, you must include Wild Bill Hickok as the posse boss. He was a fan favorite for a long time. Yeah, but see, I had everyone in this box. Did you? Okay. Prior to this box, except for Calamity Jane. Yeah. So I currently don't have Calamity Jane because not only did I have everyone in this box, but I I had them all painted. (laughs) It was like, really, you don't? going to buy a whole box for this the one model oh <laughs> uh, let's see so the second one what do we got for the oh, second right. one there you, you must include two units with all three of the following traits lawman face and ranger so wild bill likes to bring his named faces so yeah. you're gonna have to bring three of them to clinch bringing this as a as a theme and uh, you got some pretty good options in his in his posse box. Yeah, so. he does. He does. And then the third one is our first May. Uh, and it is you may include up to a further three units with the lawman and ranger traits. So just the two. And that one is kind of like what basically the rest of his box, if they don't fit in that, that second yeah, well, bullet. This actually adds pretty good flexibility because it mm-hmm. allows you to bring, you know, obviously some faces that are in the box that you didn't get to, but it also allows you to, to jump into some, some vehicles. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It allows you to bring in the Ranger higher hands. There's Mm -hmm. two different versions, the veterans and then the Minutemen. So it gives you really a a nice little bit of flexibility here because you want to, you want to have a couple of hands units for, you know, you know, suppression fire, or say you want to have some, some faster, you know, support vehicle units so you yeah. can get, get to objectives or hold, lock down an objective, you know, very, very nice. It's the, the, and people are like, Ooh, ouch. No, no lawman and ranger. There's, there's quite a few in the, uh, in the line that you can pull in from. Yeah. Um, I, I think that includes, I think the gyrocopter, if you have any of those. Yeah, I think it does. And then we have one more bullet, which is you may include one unit with both the lawman and automata trait. So yeah, you're bring some puppies. Yeah, it's a great filler. I or, really. Or, I, okay, we can't just say that because there is another good lawman automata unit. Is the UR thirty bots? Yeah, um, they're they're also a good one to consider bringing along, especially with the Rangers. Yeah, definitely. All right, and then this has the limitation of you may not include more than one of any unit unless it unless it has the Ranger in hands traits uh we've seen this a lot with the you may not include more of one unit but they're saying this one unless it has ranger in hand so like we mentioned the hands are a good option and they're telling you right here you can include more than one of the same if you want right so yeah if you want to load up on your ranger hands that's how you do it yeah Uh, it doesn't let you bring three units of gyrocopters you know mike we're calling you out you can't do it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah and then the bonus we have here is when a ranger face unit ends its activation if there is a ranger unit within five inches that unit may immediately activate provided has not yet activated this round 
the Ranger unit gains a plus one limit for the activation. This is treated as a new activation, so you must apply any effects and draw an action card as normal. That is an awesome bonus. Yeah, I um, like that. That's, that's going to be a tough one, realistically, if you build this to remember, uh, right. to have that kind of that triggered activation type of thing. Right. Gives you a little bit. Of, it's like a little modified teamwork. Yeah. But the 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 boon really is plus one limit. Yeah. So not only are you getting that activation, boom, your your active your activation is a little boosted. So you know, get them cards ready. And I, I, <laughs> I what I like about this bonus is it's the bonus itself is thematic when you're thinking about uh, right. you know the face activating. You know, it's a higher up a guy that's kind of calling shots and stuff and he's yelling to the you know the scrubs that are along to help him saying hey dude (laughs) get some work done yeah it's like grace is you know she she's ended her 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 attack and then she's like come on boys i need you to finish them off for me yeah and they you know or or better yet how about calamity jane you know as she's swinging her her whiskey and she's yelling at some dude (laughs) right Yeah, that's a good. I love that bonus. It's good. Okay, so the next group is the regulator posse. This posse may be included in a lawman force. Who do they got for the the first bullet point well, for this you've one? Seen the movie, you know this is this composition must include Billy the Kid as the posse boss. So you know you don't normally think Billy the Kid and lawman. Well, there was a time where he was working with the law. So yeah. Uh, see, the second bullet point is you must include two units with the regulator's trait. Basic, right? Straightforward. Yep. And then you may include up to a further four units with the regulator's trait. Continuing that trend. And then <laughs> the last yeah. one, the last one is you may include up to, wait, let me start over. You may include one unit with the outlaw and canine simulacara traits. I'm probably saying that wrong, Brian. Right. So basically <laughs> you can bring the outlaw canine. That's right. Yep. And no limitations are listed here, except for the ones that they're all limited, limited by. But the bonus for this posse is once per round for the duration of its activation, each unit may gain a point of fortune while within seven inches of a friendly marshal or sheriff unit. Yeah, this is wow. So now I don't recall offhand the other units that come in his box. Uh, I'm assuming they're all regulators trait, but I'm curious how many of those have marshal and sheriff traits. See, here's the joy of this. Who cares? You need to bring Billy and two of his buddies mm-hmm. and attach him to like a infernal investigations force. Yeah. Because they all are sheriffs. Yeah. You know, this posse is totally it, it, one of those. Friendly. Yeah. It's friendly. This posse so, is totally geared towards this is your second posse you're taking. Oh, no, it's perfect as a second, especially if you don't have yeah. a lot of other lawmen with marshal or sheriff, mm-hmm. because there's not a whole lot that have it. It's kind of like sprinkled around here and there. Yeah. But the infernal investigation posse of like six models, they all have it, like yeah. all of them. And this says friendly. That means anything in the force. Yeah. So this is perfect as a team up. You bring these three and it's a small number and you get that bonus and Billy and a couple of his base buddies and they're going to get this boom. Yeah. And like we mentioned before, getting 
getting a point of fortune. That's huge yeah. now in the first edition or the newest yeah. edition. But, but units in this posse, uh, that, that also includes Billy. Yep. <laughs> Him getting more fortune. I mean, he, he, what he probably off the top of my head, he probably has like two at least. I think he's at three. I think there are a lot of three. them are at three, unless they lowballed it, but you know, I, I'd be curious too to see if this once we get to outlaws to see if this is under the outlaws and if it's a little bit different, right? You know, it see how it, it works. Have a can be used in a lawman and an outlaw. So yeah, I'd be curious to see what it. I think the bonus is different. Yeah, I maybe think his, so, maybe I think his some outlaw of regulator posse has a different bonus because under okay. the last version, his posse card had two different bonuses depending on if you brought it with the lawman oh, or an outlaw. Okay. So I have a feeling there might be a different regulator posse for the outlaws. Hmm. Like with curious. different rules. Curious for that. Well do we want to side note and jump into it and check it out? That's what I'm kind of doing. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't I cannot wait to see outlaws faction handbook. Holy cow, they got a lot of points in the beginning there regulators there it is yep oh yeah it's different it is different yep enlightened hex outlaw so the bullet points are the same it's the bonus well i mean one is it can be included in enlightened hex or outlaw so okay, so we're we're going to look here. We can't wait. <laughs> and the bone, the bullets are all the same, but the the bonus each unit in the posse gains the tainted trait once per activation. If a unit in the posse wipes out the last model in an enemy unit with a combat action, the regulator's unit gains plus one fortune, even if they do not have a fortune value for the duration of that round. Okay, so it's fortune centered, just like the the lawman group, but it, it basically has a different connotation. So it, yeah, basically the headhunter take out the last yeah, model. It makes them a little more bloodthirsty and right. And yeah, it's just, it's a little bit different. And so that's interesting. Yeah. We couldn't wait. We had to go look and I, I spliced it right. in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll hit on that one some more when we get to the outlaws, but Let's see. So we let's go back to Lawman. And our next one after the regulators is Shield of Tombstone Posse. So the composition begins with this one is you must include Wyatt Earp as the posse boss. And he is the Shield of Tombstone. That's right. Carrying a big shield. Uh, so what's funny is so there's there were two different Wyatt Earps, right? So the first Kickstarter, there was there was, you know, a first wider and then a second wider and the first wider is my favorite it, it's him standing he, shooting his shotgun behind the shield yes that's right and then they the second wider was him crouched kneeling on one knee and he is shooting his pistol two-handed yeah and he's got the shield on his back shield and shotgun on the back so i haven't even painted that version I think most people will know the kneeling down one with the peacemaker. Right. Because it was, it was the plastic one in the the outlaw version of the two player starter. So the first two player starter of wild West Exodus was Jesse James and wider and the red Oak two player set. I have that set and, but I 
I was trying to do a mounted Wyatt. So my Wyatt kneeling was kind of chopped up and put on a bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's for all you guys out there that uh, didn't know there was a nice variant of him standing up. Have fun on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the second point, Brian, what do we got there for Wyatt? Two units. You must include two units with the tombstone trait. Yep. And let's see. The third one is you may include Morgan Earp. They're just saying Morgan Earp. Once again, they're being a little vague. So you could take the regular or you could to take Mecca Earp. Yep. But he replaces the largesse rule with the teamwork rule if you do so. So it's kind of he is a boss. So you're basically taking them like as an underboss and losing his ability to share fortune. Right. They call it team player. Yeah. It's an ability that some bosses have that allows you to bring them as a non-boss. But in this one, they just basically say, hey, he doesn't have large S right now. He's, but he did, he does pick up teamwork instead. Okay. Uh, I like that. That's good. It's a nice option. That if you have his posse set, and you know, you can bring him with his brother. And I do think that was an ad later because I remember when they first released this handbook. It yeah. was, you got, he still kept his largesse so he could share. So you had two pools of, Ooh. of largesse. Uh, I kind of see why they fortune. changed that. <laughs> you had two pools of fortune to share Ooh. amongst tombstoners and I, mean, I know it's the i know it's the herbs but dang <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well okay why well, did tell you he was bringing hell with him <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> but no this is much uh cleaner and have the teamwork role is actually a nice little swap out uh, yeah yeah and then the next bullet is you may include up to a further two units with the tombstone trait um, and, and now we'll, we'll say one of the hardest things is there's not of that many tombstone traits out there right now. No, there's so not. I know a lot of people were struggling under the previous version because you couldn't, you couldn't fill all the bullets in a yeah. tombstone group, which in the old way, you didn't get the bonus if you didn't fill it all. So that it was like all these people struggling to try to find a warren, which is very yeah. difficult. And, yeah. you know, now you don't have to it's a may you still get the bonus so you're 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 okay if you can't find those yeah you Uh, just have to hit those must which is basically wyatt and two people with tombstones so uh and the rest were all maze right right and and, you know then you also note there is another tombstone posse in development yeah so we we may see some more traits i say tombstone posse it's not it's another erp posse that's not led by white so with now comes to you know publishing we'll see maybe a couple more yeah yeah we'll get some more flexibility with building this one and those other ones right um so let's see we have one last one here i think uh you may include one unit with both the lawman and automata traits right so you are 30 some canines Yep. Uh, and the bonus for the Shield of Tombstone units in this posse add plus one to their limit and may reroll failed grit checks while they are within five inches of one or more tombstone units. Brian, you see my face? It's the face <laughs> of damn. <laughs> yeah. 
Holy cow. I do not. Wow. Um, now I'm not usually a lawman player other than for demos. Cause that's what our old two player set was, but man, that's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I play that before face it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but then you think the context, you have Morgan Earp. He's a boss. So his limits are already pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Two, yeah. Yeah. Two of them in there and they got some pretty good. And you can bring legendary Wyatt in this. And he's got a limit of four, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay. I'm already seeing, I'm seeing the horror right now. Legendary Wyatt, legendary Morgan. Ugh. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This, this may be a posse uh, for Tom to play. He, he complains <laughs> about Morgan so much. Uh, right. Dude, just put Morgan with Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, okay so the last last posse is the wayward eight posse maybe included in an enlightened lawman or an outlaw force uh, first composition must include marcus wayward as the posse boss i'd love marcus you know and it's funny is i don't play this posse I use them and now this is under old rules so i may have to reorder some of my stuff but I like putting them with outlaws. He's just, he brings so much to the posses in general. Yeah. <laughs> and let's go to the second bullet point is you must include seven units with the wayward eight trait seven. That's straight up his box. Yeah. The only way to bring this posse is to bring the box. Yep. Everybody. Yep. And after that, you do have some flexibility to bring a couple other things if you like. Mm -hmm. You may include a unit with the outlaw and automata trait. Okay. So some canines. Yep. And then it also says for the next bullet point, you may include a unit with the agent trait. This unit cannot have the tainted trait. Right. A lot of flexibility in this, though. There's agents throughout the, the different factions. I think the only faction that may not have one is maybe the watchers yeah well what papa trinity does he have agent oh yeah he might i don't know i'd have to look yeah but yeah there's like there's they're scattered all over neat little ad and then the last bullet which is the last ad to this posse they they kind of added it after uh yeah much this, public, this is in red uh, so request so they you know this was based on the outcry from the fans of, you know, the wayward eight and where they came from. So you may also include a mercenary Ironhide. Um, they don't have the next line here, but we should probably add it. And it must be called serenity. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, they do have a, a bonus for this one, and it's units in the posse may choose to count their guts bonus provided by a single adventure card played during their activation as being a plus one fortune instead of the actual bonus printed on the card. The bonus lasts for the duration of their activation. It's one of those that, yeah, you got to use it before they're done. That's the only limitation, but still the, the fact that you can just take a single adventure card and turn it into a fortune. Jeez Louise. Once again, 
fortune is rare right now in the new edition of the game. So uh, yeah, not yeah. only is this manipulating that, it's manipulating the card stuff too. So you may have, yeah, just like I said before, that card that just is not doing nothing for you. What's better than turn it into a fortune? Jeez. But that bonus is so good, which is also why it's balanced appropriately that you have to bring an entire box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be able to get to it. So there's the last bit of the handbook is the armory. And it just goes over which of the types of uh, units in the lawman faction that can upgrade weapons. So we have the iron horses. They normally... The lawmen iron horses normally start with the Gatling guns and they may replace those Gatling guns with no additional cost with the two options, which is flamethrowers and rocket pods. And the flamethrowers got a little bit of a a bit of love in this new handbook where the ROA is two. They they have hazardous and torrent, but on a crit, they get pierce two. So I like that. Pick up a minus two pierce when you crit those flame torts so that's not bad it's it, flame towards flame attack need a little love and i like the addition of the minus two pierce so yeah yeah thanks for that and then we have the heavy interceptors they can replace their twin hyper v rifles with flamethrowers or rocket pods uh, looks with- like the looks like the same thing with the flamethrowers being updated a little bit recently here where right. you get the uh the rate of attack is one here uh, yeah. but, but they still do get the hazardous torrent and the minus two pierce on a crit. Right. And I don't know why it's one because the hyper V rifles are twins. So I'm not really sure why they didn't, aren't able to keep, keep that ROA of two yeah. uh, some of the iron horses, but that is something to consider the, the hyper V rifles are so good. I don't know if you want to bother, but you know. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, this, it's a matter of choice of like, maybe you're, trying to uh, achieve a certain thing. Maybe you want to use the interceptor, you know, no, you you don't want to use them to put hazardous out there. I don't think I would ever. You just want to just mow them down, right? (laughs) I don't think you'd ever want to. I mean, you know, in the the previous version, there was reasons because you usually started with the the flamethrower. So you you, you had the flamethrower. If you wanted something else, you had to spend more points. Yeah. Well, now you don't do that. It's, you know, now you have to want the different weapons. I just don't know if swapping the Hyper-V rifles is worth going for a ROA-1 flamethrower. What, th- what do you think about with the rocket pod? I mean, that's also a ROA of one. Right. I think you pick up, I don't know, the range is 15. I mean, it is, indir- it, it's indirect, but it's also special. Yeah. It does, it stuns on a crit still right so i mean if you need some some ranged blowy up things i, I think they that has more use than the flamethrower yeah i think the flamethrower really is if you don't have any other way of getting a flamethrower on the board mm-hmm. it's useful for hitting like units in a building right yeah yeah because you're hitting it with the turret so i mean those are the kind of things if you don't have access to another flamethrower it might be worth one of the units having that but, yeah yeah, yeah. Fire team, obviously, not to get confused with flamethrower. That's just what they call the, you know, heavy weapon team. And in the lawmen, they start with the Gatlins, and you can swap them out for. They have three options with these guys now. You have the chase sniper rifle, 
chase is like kind of a catch word gives you kind of a heads up that you're likely going to see refined uh which is the quality that these these the sniper rifle has uh range 20 pierce 2 roa of 1 and a fatal crit not bad especially no. if you want to reach out and touch someone that's a really good good range to use the next option is the quad shotgun pierce 1 roa of 1 torrent linked and brutal the linked and brutal make this really a not bad option the roa of one is a little let down since you are shooting four different barrels out but you know yeah i think that's what the linked does right because linked allows you to re-roll any of the misses so a little bit of love and the, obviously if you crit you know give you uh, that plus one yeah on the back end and then you have your fire team can be a fire fire team with flamethrowers see what it did there fire fire Man, you know what? It just popped into my head, and Tom would like this. I'm thinking of the G.I. Joe guy that was the firefighter, the bright right, orange right. outfit. Right, barbecue. <laughs> barbecue, um, that's it, yeah. So this flamethrower has zero pierce with an ROA of one, hazardous torrent with a minus two pierce on a crit. So like I said, I love the pierce two crit. That's awesome. And then your K9 gun dogs, they pick up a couple options for their guns. They start with Gatlins, of course, and then they can grab the flamethrowers, which we've already gone over what they are now, and mm-hmm. then the rocket box. So a mm-hmm. uh, couple of good different options if you're looking to do that. The last little bit is the appendix, which talks about the classic models that they aren't making right now. So you can use those as a count as. We currently don't have a new judgment card. So if you have a judgment and you want to use it, you basically use the Union Ironhide card. Yeah, uh, there's stats and everything on that. Yeah, you just use the Union Ironhide stats. Uh, the, the main reason they're doing that is because they're not making it, right? That's an old model from Outlaw Miniatures. They feel they you know, don't want to undermine new players who won't have access to this yeah, they just can't find the model. Right. So it's, they don't want to have the pay to play. You know, those of us were able to pay to play that that thing. Yeah. They don't want us at a tournament rolling over our, you know, non-buddies, right? I mean, yeah. obviously we can housemate whatever cards we want when we're playing our buddies. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is... But this when is... you're in a tournament setting, you need exactly. to be able to protect those those players who really don't have an opportunity to have something like the judgment where you can hang people off the back end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I get it. I completely understand, especially with that example, because the judgment literally was very uh, net launcher. You, you yeah. capture dudes, throw them and now they're in jail. And I, I remember one, one, one version of that card gave you the ability to once a turn, you know, swing some dude off the gallows. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just obscene. Some of the ideas behind that stuff, but it just thematically, it fit. It, it just, oh, yeah, you're like, yeah, Oh yeah. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Like you get people building a whole theme. Just, <laughs> you know, we want to capture people, throw them in the, throw them in the judgment all in one. And someone's swinging every turn. <laughs> That's all in one, man. <laughs> it's like nonstop shop. <laughs> yeah yeah bring judge stern and brought your judgment <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> all right guys that's that's our look at uh our handbook for this episode the lawman 
Uh, we're going to keep doing these. I, you know, we talked about uh, just working through them all. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying us kind of breaking these down and going over for everybody. You know, they're still doing a little bit of changes at the, on these, but uh, we, we still got quite a few of the factions to go through. So next we'll see what we'll do, but we'll go ahead and move into some talk about some news and finish off the show. That's right. And any questions, requests, just send them out. Well, Brian, for news, 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 shall we kind of late to the party, go over what just recently came out for the January releases? We had, let's see, we had three sets, right? We had something for Wild West Exodus. We have the UR31 Tesla bots came out. Uh, So now people can get that set and add it to the two player set. And uh, I don't know how many more bots you want but <laughs> you could get more and maybe right. put them the, more the variety right the ability to make nine okay but they're two different versions rifle or melee riot shield, shield right they had like a yeah. riot so shield if you wanted to to expand those units that's how you would do that okay you would grab another box that gives you the ability to you know add some more so you get two sprues so you can add another six okay okay so you can because uh, how many how many can you field with them do you, do you remember offhand um i want to say the minimum is three three that's off memory you know how memory goes <laughs> we try to Let's save confirm that we're getting old <laughs> <laughs> I've slept since then. I mean, I'm guessing you can go up to what ten in a unit, but that might be kind of high. I might be thinking of like old, old editions. Right. Let's see. Still have to do the whole, the whole faction download. Can't wait till they separate them on the on the website so you can just look up individual cards. So let's see. Do. So in th- the third edition, they try to limit the number of like huge lists yeah. or huge units. So it's three to six. Three to six. Okay. Okay. For both types. Okay. It just gives you a little more variety because there may be some, some list posse list that you build where maybe you have two units of them in there. Right. Right. So one sprue gives you one unit. So a okay. box of two sprues gives you the ability to make one unit of each yeah. or to have two units of the same type. Yeah. So it really gives you the options that you to build up, right? Because yeah. the nine you get from the, the main box, you know, if you have those, I went uh, three rifles and, you know, six shield and baton. Okay. Okay. You know, because I can field one full squad of, of the melee ones or split them up into two and have two different you know, units, um, and then third unit being the rifle ones. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then one of the other releases we got was dystopian wars. The Japanese got the, okay. I was practicing on how to say this, so I'm probably still going to say it wrong, but the Congo battle fleet, uh, is a new set that came out 
for January. That's actually out right now. So you guys can find that on their, on the store or your local stores that they're, you know, supporting dystopian wars. We also got a rather cool uh, set for some scenery. We got the Augusta industrial set, which that one looks really cool. Uh, I think that set can be used in a lot of different games, not just, you know, Wild West Exodus, but it could be used for like if you're building something for Enlightened or if you want to use it for Mythos or so that's kind of a neat set coming out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The I think so. I saw the uh, the, I think Will, one of our community members, got that set and uh, no, he got the Promethean set. Oh, okay. The Promethean set was just ginormous. Yeah. And then I've seen pictures of someone already painting up some of the part from the Augusta thing. It looks amazing. The, yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to do like a, uh, like a dock, you know, it's a warehouses on the dock type of thing. You know, you could do that. That'd be really cool to do. Combine it with some of the other sets and kind of neat. You know, you got yeah, I agree. expanding the world more where you got more that you can do. So. Well, then we go to pre-orders for February, which is uh, almost done. By the time we get this done, it'll be right around the corner. And kind of similar thing, we have uh, three sets for pre-order, and we'll start with Wild West Exodus. We're getting a, uh, a box set so you can build up for the Enlightened. We're getting the Mono Strider calves so you can build out units for them. Like uh, if you guys got the two player set and maybe you just wanted to build all the spiders. Well, now you can get this set and you can build the other ones because it's they were in a, it is kind of a cool set that you can interchange how you wanted to build it or, you know, maybe what you needed for some of those enlightened sets. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the Iron Horse set. You know, it's build what you need type of thing. So it has a lot of variability in that set. Looking it up. <laughs> you actually i have i have the uh i got the uh blog open there we go so i find it weird i'm looking at what it comes with you get four bases in this which one for the mono oh is it because the bases are a little bit different right so it i think there's you can make two yeah but you get four bases and because of the mono cav is a uh you can make them two different ways, but the big and the small base. Yeah. It depends on which style, right? So okay. you'll get two spare bases depending on which way you decide to go. I gotcha. You have to decide if you want to make a monocab, which uses the small, the medium oval. And then if you do a, a strider cab, you use the large oval sideways. Okay, sideways. You need that extra space for those. Right, because of the spidey legs. So okay. y- you get four bases because it's going to be two of two types of bases. Okay. Yeah, I will eventually have to pick this up. I haven't decided yet on the two-player if I'm building monos or spiders. Probably going spiders because I have the old mono calves and I have enough to run a full unit. So. Um, I kind of want to build a new one though, just to have the two different styles, you know? Right. So we'll see. I'll probably definitely pick this up just 
because of that. But and then we have in Dystopian Wars has uh, two new sets up for pre-order for February. And I don't know if you want me to say this first one, but we're, we're getting giant robots walking through water. <laughs> these are cool these are something from the the old edition that i thought was kind of neat and i was waiting to see these come out and these are for the imperium but okay you guys ready for this i'm totally gonna murder this but i think i called it the hooch meister battle fleet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know that's totally wrong but that's all my my tongue wants to like put out there so i know i'm not saying it right <laughs> right man i wish tom was with us right now <laughs> i know he would be dying he would be dying <laughs> but like i said yeah this is uh a set of three i think it comes in there and for the imperium and yeah these things are supposedly so massive and big they're basically waist deep in water where your battleships would be floating and stuff right yeah they have have a pretty good write-up let me pull it up. Hawkmeister is a mechanical marvel crewed by Teutonic Knight luminaries. These Vitruvian colossi stride the seabed, waiting for the perfect time to strike, launching upwards on powerful hydro jets. The Hawkmeister erupts from the sea, water cascading off its hull as its huge Zulhander sword cleaves through enemy vessels in an awesome display of imperial might. As all machines of war in the Imperium arsenal, the Colossi can be refitted to suit a different purpose. The Metzger Vitruvian Colossus exchanges the sword and shoulder-mounted turrets for more devastating weaponry, such as the Uberflock Girling and the Claw Arc Projector. Both of these come directly from the vaults of the Teutonic Knights and Luminaries and are therefore rarely seen. When one of these Colossi appears in the midst of a combat, a cheer will erupt from the crews aboard the nearby Imperium ships, as they are seen as the omen of victory, usually for good reasons. So that's pretty cool. So you got three different ways, right? Three different ways you can build these guys. No, two different ways. Yeah, and you get three. And like I usually do is I, I kind of like make them to where you can do magnet. Yeah. And I think you could so do I'm that. Sure you'll easy. be able to do the same thing here. Yeah. So it looks like one of the versions, the shoulder armor actually allows you to put turrets on yeah. the shoulder and those turrets look like the same that you would see on some of the battleships right so you can outfit it with you know the same ma magnet turrets you have for your your elector battle fleet so, mm -hmm. so and i like yeah. i like the one build out where he's got the big sword that's yeah that's the big sword and the way they did it is the sword guy has the two turrets over the arm yeah on the shoulder armor and it looks really kind of cool i yeah. i the Imperium was one of my faves and mainly reason is because the Teutonic order. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Knights and stuff. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is, this is wicked. Well, it looks like then the other set too, that's on pre-order is also for the Imperium. That's uh, I'm going to butcher these, Brian. Why you let me say these, the coin coning battle fleet, fleet set. <laughs> I need help. I need help. And this is uh, what they're. Pull it and I can pull it up. <laughs> Actually, wait, hold on. K O N I G. So you have the Crown Support Squadrons, the Koenig Battle Fleet. Yep. So the Koenig is, it 
looks to be a new fleet that has a lot of the same have cruisers, but have alternate ways to outfit them. Okay. Yeah, this looks so like it it's... looks like it's their version of a uh, Hypatia generator ship. Okay. So they they have some built in built in generator port on the top of the de- the deck, uh, or not the deck, the bridge. So you get basically the battleship is a little bit different, and it's basically their version of a generator ship or be like a support battleship. It still has the the rails. Yeah. But now it can it it's designed to be their, you know, answer to having a bunch of generators for your fleet. Mm-hmm. And then you get a sprue of what appears to be one of each of the support sprues. So you get the original fleet sprue and then you get one of the the second fleet sprue they did. So you can outfit, you know, two of the the little destroyer frigates and then yeah. two of the regular frigates. And you get one of each of the different cruisers, so you'll be able to outfit, you know, the little carrier or the they call it the burr flank, uh, flak cannons and stuff. So yeah, it looks like it comes with a bomber special token, and also it's the Imperium SRS token. So you right. get two two of the tokens with this set too. Right, right. So that's because of the two sprues. One of the sprues is a support sprue. Okay. Um, so the front light support sprue is the sprue that has the destroyers. So it has that little tiny frigate that has two different cannons on it instead of just the one. And then it also gives you the ability to swap out the loadouts of the cruiser, which include being able to have one of it has that little carrier deck that you put on it. Okay. One of my favorite. It's just kind of a neat little carrier deck. It just has a a nice look to uh, the Imperium have a nice look overall, I think. To their their ships uh, i i just enjoy the the idea that they the german engineers wanted the efficiency of changing the loadouts yeah so uh, you know i thought that was a neat twist yeah you know gives you a lot of variety for when you're actually building these fleets out you know what, and, and then there's like want. there's a one of the community members has done an amazing job on his his imperium and he's like put little flags. And oh wow! Can I? And he like his paint jobs are just so wicked with little scratches on the holes, and it just <laughs> that's cool. Good. I mean, it, it, it. I think his name is Gary, and it's just hats off to Gary because his stuff is just wicked. So yeah, every time he he says, "Oh, I got some new stuff," I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> And I can't wait for him to get some of those hot risers. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good to see how he does those. Well, and the last set that's up for pre-order is the following the Victory Battlefleet set. The Crown uh, have a British Crown support squadron, which you know you can get to assist any of the Crown fleets uh, with more reinforcements. Uh, see, this comes with quite a bit. I mean, you get the cru- a cruiser, you get, let's see, a couple different ways for building the cruisers and a destroyer. And then what I think is cool is this comes with the B- Morgana class assault submarine. So we're seeing submarines with this, this one. Um, yeah, you get two yeah. cruisers. You can build four heavy destroyers, two subs. And then this one also comes with uh, some of the tokens. So you can build out on the crown. 
And I, I, I like the paint scheme they got for this up in the blog. If you guys haven't seen these in the blog to read up about them, they did a cool, it's like a dark red and gold. And the subs, you know what the subs remind me of, Brian, is the Nautilus. They kind of look like the Nautilus from the old movie. You know, well, no, they have teased, you know, there's a, there's actually a uh, Lost World crown, you know, for Namu box that they call, you know, the Wrath of the, the Nautilus. Nautilus. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. there is the possibility that we may see a, a submarine Ooh. available in <laughs> dystopian wars called the Nautilus, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be outside the, the realm of, you know, something that Stuart may have planned. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's little hints and teases, like you said, if you go and read the fluff of that posse set, they, they kind of give you a rundown of the history of that right. crew. So it just totally would fits right into dystopian wars easily. So you could easily see them doing that, but that is our pre-orders for February. Like I said, they should be just around the corner. If you guys are listening to this uh, about end of February, uh, I think these things are usually slated for like the last week of the month. Um, I want to say the 28th of February for this one, but that's all we got for what's out now and pre-orders, but we kind of have something to give away, don't we, Brian? We hinted at this. Uh, this is something we did back in December when me and you got together and did right. a unboxing stream of a bunch of stuff that we got from on Tabletop Free over there, sent us some stuff to preview and show off to everybody. Right. So we, we did an unboxing of the Gubbins box, and because we we all already have our own we didn't really need it because the two-player box set comes with two decks i got all i would need and you got all what you need and you know I, yeah so we're gonna pay that forward you know and so we've got a list of uh, all the people who commented on the various ways we we released that video and uh yeah we're gonna randomly select uh the winner yeah. by roll of dice right Yep. Yep. I, I wrote everybody's name down that commented uh, between YouTube and Facebook and uh, gave everybody a number and we'll go ahead and just roll it up. And uh, I'll reach out to you guys after we, uh, you know, we figure out who it is. Let me warm this sucker up. <laughs> so I'm just going to roll a die. You know what? I need to get something so you guys can hear it. Uh, let's see. What can I get that here? I'll just use this so you guys can hear it. Okay, I think it's warmed up. But you don't want to do your roll tray and, and video the roll tray? <laughs> I could. <laughs> okay, I think it's warmed up. So we have number six. Let me go to my list to see who number six is. So number six is from YouTube, and it is actually Chris Paul, P-A-W-L. Um, I know who this is, and... I will go ahead and reach out to you, Chris, and we will get an address. And if for some reason Chris has gotten it already, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and roll up and see if the next person, you know, a runner up basically. So congratulations, Chris. You got yourself a, a Gubbins box set so you can get to play in the new edition. And uh, you guys, 
thanks for watching back in December when me and Brian did that unboxing and commenting. And I just looked tonight and it's, I think it's still going up. People are still watching that. You know, it wasn't that long ago that this new edition came out. So, but I think that's it for uh, today's episode, Brian. Uh, is there anything else that maybe we could talk about? Um, uh, well, uh, keep watching, keep commenting. Uh, we yeah. do have other things that we we catch from different you know avenues of gifts. So we, I've got a few other things that we may uh, also throw up there. So you know, keep your comments coming. If you got questions, you just want to tell us good job or you know, uh, where's Tom? Those type of things. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like uh, you know, right after the holidays, we're starting to all of us are starting to get into that busy schedule. So, um, well, you know, Tom Tom started a new job uh, in the fall, so he's he's uh, finally um, being run up to full steam ahead. And so yeah. occasionally he, he works late and that throws his whole schedule off to be able to commit since he's, he's technically on the East coast. So meeting with us, you know, mid, mid country folk, it, we're, <laughs> that's weird. We're on the same sleep schedule. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird <laughs> for me to think of that. I'm, I'm by Chicago and you're down in Texas, but yet we're still in the t- same time zone. <laughs> yeah. We're like a thousand and a half miles uh, away from each other, but yeah we're <laughs> it's just the time zone stuff but yeah. uh mostly viewers know the same thing because they're you know scattered all over the, the globe really but uh thanks for joining us and yeah throw us some comments you know yeah if you guys want to get a hold of us or, or you know you can comment on our facebook page black Coast saloon uh wwx podcast send us an email at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com uh, you can find us on instagram youtube you're on YouTube, like, share, follow. We appreciate all that you guys click on there. Uh, lets us know that you guys are, you know, digging what you see that we're doing. And uh, we'll keep doing it as long as you guys want to keep watching it. <laughs> or listening. <laughs> or listening. Yes. Yeah. You can find our <laughs> podcast on all your typical podcast platforms. Um, our home is over on Podbean. But we're also on Google and iTunes and Stitcher and all those other places. But uh, that is it for this episode. And uh, I guess it's time for us to just mosey on away, right? (laughs) That's right. And again, repeat what he said. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And see you next time. All right. Till next time, guys, take it easy. And while you're out there, ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by the Black Hoof Saloon, y'all. We hope you enjoyed your visit. Feel free to get a hold of us with comments or questions via the interwebs and shoot us a telegraph at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Music for the podcast was provided for use by Ross Bugden and can be found at one of his YouTube channels, Ross Bugden Music or Ross Bugden Composer. Until your next visit, ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits.
waiting for you to quit shaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump into an intro. Okay, oh, there is a count. You want to know how many Kickstarters I did? I didn't know if there was a count. I was just looking. <laughs> Total, I have 96 projects that I've backed. Wow. With two cur- current going right now. <laughs> two live still. 96. <laughs> I didn't realize I did that many. I mean, wow. I, I see. When was my first one? I think I did my first one about 2012, something like that. 